Welcome to Pause It, Play It. I'm Josh. I'm Matt. And I'm Dan. Should we mention the additional feature today? In our separate rooms, we're all watching the football on another screen. So it's a game that none of us care about. (laughs) Our only comment so far have been on what players have definitely had their haircuts. (laughs) (laughs) How dare they? Definitely had a professional... Well, some of them. Some of them look like the mates have done it. Well, hopefully mates that they're living with. Yeah. In their household, yeah. Support bubble. Yeah. I'm going to say what's new, but I'll tell you what's new. I've been doing yoga. I've got into yoga, yeah. Yeah. Some of this, like... It's funny learning what, where I can like, wait, no, I'll rephrase that. It's funny learning. <laughs> oh, you're serious? Cool. Yeah. What, uh, what stretches I can like do and find. Yeah. And then what is just like impossible. Not impossible, but like, so like anything to do with hips, fine. Yeah. But the second. They, they do not lie. The, the second she asked me to rotate my ankles. Not much going on there. Is it live? No. No. No, it's all pre-recorded on YouTube. She's the smartest lady in the world. Put some yoga videos of herself up like one a month. It gets like over a million views. She's got ad revenue for years. Yes. Yeah, I like it, you know. It's good. Like, it feels hard. What, what is it you struggle with your ankles then? I think it's years from working on my feet and playing football. Is it's, it Josh? She's 45, everybody. Yeah. My, well, from the ankle down, I am. <laughs> is it a dorsiflexion? Yes. Is it your metatarsal? <laughs> no. No. Well, my, my toes are also bad. Uh-oh. So, yeah, my feet are my feet are effed. I think that's the yoga term. Yeah. Namaste. <laughs> Namaste. <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. Namaste, <laughs> motherfucker. That's funny. It's funny though. I've watched, I've watched Yoga with Adrienne, which is it's really good. And she, she, she sounds hot. She, she's, she's very attractive. She's an attractive lady. Um, nice which is really good and she's very calming and then she like sometimes she says stuff like okay um, just lift up your heart and things like this now and like just touch the earth with your fingers and things when she's starting to do stuff and then I've watched DDP yoga which oh. is the, the ex-wrestler oh yeah all yeah. oh, right. and then he says things like if, hey, you're, if you're really sweating can you give me a hell yeah nice. <laughs> and I'm like no this is my level yeah, you, this is it. Yeah. Do you shout hell yeah at the pre pre recorded video? Like, no, while you're in the background, my mum's watching Line of Duty. So I don't. <laughs> I do hell it. yeah! I just started laughing though. Like, you made some wrestling reference, and I was like, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Namaste, motherfucker, would be that could be your app, Josh. Once yeah. you've learned all the yoga, yeah. you could teach other people, and it's like chill I'll, mindfulness. Yeah, the, there is definitely like the two kind of schools what you yeah that's what you want from it because mm. some people like the kind of spiritual stuff and like i don't really i don't mind it the thing is i can see like when what's this when she says like raise your heart like i get that what she's really saying is like straighten your back stick really, you like you know. a chest out yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, and that's why i don't like cricket <laughs> you remember the song riverside motherfucker I just think Namaste, motherfucker. Do you about when you go to like Rochdale, Riverside, and nip to like MS and next? Yeah. Riverside! Do you remember the slogan? That could have been. 
Right, come on, that's our first TikTok. Get in the car. Yeah. First TikTok we've got. Okay, well, it's. I've been in a while, actually. But let's go and do a TikTok at Rochdale right now. Then, guess you would. You'd be like, all right. And I'd be like, oh, no, I'm not that spontaneous. <laughs> I don't want to do it. We're busy. We're busy, we can't Busy guys. Now. We're busy guys, yeah. yeah. We should shout out No Context um, 1975. Pod. Well, I'm shouting out again because it's, it's fucking funny. It is, it is yeah. Great, it keeps yeah. me entertained. I get excited every time I see I'm tagged in something. Like, <laughs> hey, remember all this stupid shit that you said? <laughs> said yeah. Uh, shit, yeah. That's out there. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't... I do often wonder if, like, what people think sometimes, like, here they go again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, do you <laughs> meaningless tangent on... I don't think we've mentioned that my dad listened to it. Uh, my dad listens to the two time episodes. Yeah, yeah, we have. Have we? Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. And judge, and we, because I know that I've told you, but oh, you said it on the show. Yeah, have we told them? Yeah, I think so. Well, he said Judy was the funniest, and I agree. <laughs> and he's, I'm now emancipated from my parents. Like <laughs> Bart Simpson divorced his parents. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure you said that. Um, I wonder what I did to be, be the funniest though because I listened to the two time episode after that and I don't remember being funny maybe you just really enjoyed your anecdotes yeah I think you just like she as a person uh, well, unlike we me <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why I kept asking my dad to swap <laughs> oh shit it's happened again there's Ooh. been another go did you have this go like a minute ago we were talking about something I wasn't going to just go now but... no it was a, a sterling goal and oh, it was really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There we go. If anyone from Sky Sports, ITV, BBC, BT Sport, yeah, ESPN is you know listening. Any others? <laughs> At the Forty Forty Club, ESPN on the screen. Give us a ring, Jay. I think yeah. he, he's got something to do with ESPN. I'm sure. Does it? Yeah. Well, he's fingering many pies, doesn't he? That guy. He has. Yeah. Many so, have you seen these days? Yeah, it looks cool. It's doesn't, it? doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, apparently one of the reasons he's grown it out is, well, I imagine because it looks great, but it's because he's trying to, um, oh, what was it? I'd say it right. He is trying to ex- exemplify that black hair doesn't, does not equal what people think is professional hair. Oh, okay. So like traditional black hairstyles, like what he's got now, he's got like a, the light dreadlocks. Right. A lot of people would say that that hair is unprofessional for certain environments. And he's saying, well, I'm one of the most successful yeah. people in the world. I go to business meetings. And, and I've got this hair. Have a look at so my hair, what are you going to do about it? Go ahead, lad. Yeah. He's gone! And what's even better, I don't even know if we said on the show, but what's even better is that the, the San Marino goalkeeper looks like Carl Hyde, friend of the show. He's messaging back saying, my phone has been going off about this. <laughs> Do you know what I've been watching, which I unapologetically love? Friends. Well, you, Friends has been cancelled. You can't watch it anymore. Do you know some of the jokes are dated? I'll give you that. But and so, you know what? Some people say like it's not funny. I disagree. I, I mean, I laugh at anything, but I think it's just the funniest thing. Like I could not stop laughing the other day when uh, someone said to Chandler, "Oh, Bink, that's an unusual surname," and he said, "You shouldn't meet my uncle Badder." <laughs> <laughs> I could not stop laughing. It's a funny show. I don't know what's wrong with people. 
Apart from the dated jokes, but you know. Oh god, he, he, he looks like he plays golf. James, <laughs> James Ward-Prowse looks like he plays golf. I just annoy because I just think some footballers just think about you. What? Just think about your hobby. Think about doing something else. <laughs> Don't yeah. just play golf. Cavani ballet. Nice. Ibrahimovic taekwondo. Ballet, interesting. English footballers golf. Oh. What have we been listening to? This do you know do you know I think it seems ages since we last recorded? It's been a week and a day. Yeah. It's Christmas in a week and a day. Yeah, it just feels like so long since we were last year. What have you been listening listening to? Well, I'll tell you what I've been listening to. Tell me. Because you asked. Uh, (laughs) Billy Holiday. Oh really? Yeah. I don't think when you said Billy that's where that was gonna finish. No, no, I did think you were probably going to think I was going to say Eilish. There, uh, yeah. But, uh, no, Billy Holiday. Because I've been listening to uh, a Russell Kane podcast oh, yeah. called Evil Genius. And it takes historic figures and gives you other, sh- you know, shit about him that you might not necessarily know. And, and one of the subjects was Billy Holiday. And yeah, so it inspired me to listen. She's got a song called Strange Fruits. Oh, yeah. And that is a dark song. Because can you guess what the strange fruit is? The strange fruit is lynched black people. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. So, yeah, strange fruit hanging from the trees. And apparently she used to really enjoy performing it to white people because she just liked the awkwardness. (laughs) Which I think is fair enough. I think if I was there, I'd probably be... Buzzing off that as well. I'm going to play uh, <laughs> Strange Fruit now. I'm going to watch you all squirt. But yeah, really interesting woman. She grew up in a brothel. Oh. Was a bit of a sex pest. Apparently she'd get through um, three people a night. Jesus. Yeah, men and women. She was not picky. Legend. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, give Billie Holiday a listen. She's right good. Uh, I've also been listening to um, Tate McRae, I think her name is. Uh, you, you two and all these like obscure, well not obscure, but like off the wall choices. I'm glad that I'm bringing it home with very <laughs> standard no, stuff. Mind rubbish this week. Oh, right. <laughs> well, carry on. Yeah, I was, <sighs> she's, she's very capital. I'm not, she's not breaking oh, really? the mold there. Yeah. It's very of the moment sort of music, but you know, not terrible. I only get, I only gave it a listen today to see what it was like. And I'm not blown away. No, I think that's it. Uh, it's not it. Go on. There is another oh, yeah. Grammy nominated artist that I know you've been listening to. Oh yeah. I've also been listening to Phoebe Bridges. Yeah. Go on, it's your hot take. I don't think I actually said what you thought. Oh, my hot take is I really liked her skeleton thing from the Grammys. <laughs> I know that's her look. Um, I think her personality is more attractive to me than her music. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think she's got a great voice and I can definitely listen to her, but... I don't feel like she's doing anything different. It's like Damien Rice if he was a woman from America. I get what you're saying, but I think I think your music's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's I good. So. I'm, 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 I was expecting more. 
Dog councilman. Ah, I think it's time. We'll listen again. I think it's Don't time. Get me wrong. Let's get rid of him, guys. Go on, then. He's going to be more basic than <laughs> yeah, me no, on you. I've just been on lady. I'm the 1975 oh, this oh. week. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm sold. That, yeah. They're all right. You check them out. <laughs> um, that's. Yeah, I've been very uninspired by Discover Weekly this week. I think what's yeah. happening is I'm listening to my gym playlist every other day because I'm a hardcore runner. Oh, yeah. And. It's sinking back going, Dan just loves metal and pop punk. And it's it's skewing uh, right. the She Way Out vibes. White girl indie disco. My white girl indie disco vibes that you would usually come through and it's get so I might have to start putting it on like private when I when I run, I think. Oh, that's interesting. To stop the algorithm. Do you not use the fucked. daily mixes though? Because like daily mixes are usually separated by genre. No, I'm, I just want my Discover Weekly every week, Mark. Oh, right. Okay. Inbox of... Yeah. Inbox <laughs> of... Yeah. <laughs> no, I really enjoy the uh, daily drive, despite my yeah, commute good, not man. being a commute. I just walk downstairs. <laughs> but I enjoy it. I'm and I listen to it and I go, oh, never changes, but I always yeah, enjoy I like it. daily drive. Is that what you put the news in? Yeah. 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 Oh, I have a look at Foden's haircut here. It's pretty bad, isn't it? Yeah, like, I don't... That fringe, what's with that? Is Unfortunately, though, that is the haircut of a, a multimillionaire. Yeah. You know, if you look at Bill Gates. I've been listening to, you know, Bleachers. Oh, I, yeah. I've listened to loads of him. Just great stuff. Yeah, what's he called? Jack Antonoff. Yeah. I asked you and then it immediately came to me. Oh, it's just so good. Just, his song's just great. He just gets it, that guy. Yeah, you too. <laughs> I'll see you two again. I don't know. That's just the most like basic thing ever, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Have you listened to this really famous band? <laughs> well, yeah. you know, sometimes you may have heard of them. Yeah. Anyone else more exciting that I've been listening to? Not really. The Cars. Have you listened to those? Well, I, I, I was listening to Wings of the day, wasn't I? And that's, that's a good point. Yeah. You know, it's not, they're not quite as famous as. Um, you too. I don't but, know. One of the members did all right for himself. Well, yeah. With that song he did with Kanye and Rihanna. Yeah. <laughs> I th- uh, yeah, it's nice that they launched his career, you know. But uh, the, the, like last night, this is the point of lockdown I've reached that I unironically listened to uh, Barbara Streisand by Duck Saw. Oh, nice. Like, that's a cheer. I know it's just a sam- it's a Boney M sample, the whole thing. Mm. But I just thought, my head, this is great. Take me back to college parties in 2010. <laughs> I was heard a remix of it where Barbara Streisand was uh, replaced with Justin Bieber. <laughs> I was I was in the car with my dad at the time and he thought it was really funny. Really? Yeah, yeah. He, was, yeah he was loving it, but he thought it was saying Justin Bieber. <laughs> Easy um, mistake, I suppose. You could replace it with any, you could replace it with your name. Yeah. Matthew Collins. Yeah, just a four-syllable name. Is that the Duck Sauce song where the, the video is the, like, Domino Rally? I don't know. I don't know. We, we were in a tent at Leeds Festival watching that video when we should, probably should have been... Watching the live band. <laughs> Do you remember? It's, I thought it was so clear because the video is obviously it's so colourful. It's all these, like, coloured little Ah, dominoes. okay. If it's not that, it's the other Duck Sauce song. What's the other one? I don't know. Well. The Big Bad Wolf. Is that it? The Big Bad Wolf. That yeah, it is, but the video for that is A-Track and Armin Van Buren. Yeah. Um, heads on someone's genitals. Oh, God. 
Yeah. Well, it's a great video. I would recommend watching. But yeah, other than that, it's been a... I've not got anything new, really, that I've been listening to much. Still listen to the night game, obviously. Yeah. What about that Zella? Oh, shit. We should check them, them getting Radio 1. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Official. I'm sure we said at one point, listen to Zella now before they get Radio 1 play. The inevitability that was. So now look at them. Yeah. Well, I think we need to start saying about other artists. Well, yeah. tell you what, when the Royal Oak opens again, you get some... <laughs> Idle, idle frets are playing. Idle uh, frets, the Jägermeisters. Yeah, playing. We'll have to reference them before they get Radio One play. It's funny, the Carlos though, he looks just like him. Yeah, he, he's not even just like. It's not even just that thing that the guy's born and got a beard. He looks like Carlos. <laughs> he looks yeah, like, looks like Carlos. <laughs> I love that everyone's messaging him. <laughs> Speaking of artists that we know and will have and have interviewed on the show, stick around till the end of the show where we've got our interview with Jimmy Herbert coming up. Hello, Jimmy. Hello, preemptively. Preemptive hellos. Preemptive hellos from us. He's a talented lad, isn't he? He can play guitar well, our Jimmy Herbert. Can you play, damn it? I reckon so, Dan. I reckon so. (laughs) 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 For this, oh, in fact, I'll do the whole spiel. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. We are at the 1975 put on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. What do we say? Tell a friend about the show. Say that. That's great. That helps us out. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and stuff. That's great for us. That helps us out. Subscribe on various things if you like the show. Rate us excellent on Trustpilot. Hey, hit the bell icon. <laughs> uh, what else do you do in those situations? Join Skillshare. Join Skillshare. <laughs> <laughs> Make your website with Squarespace. <laughs> Only if you use NordVPN. <laughs> use code pause it one. About <laughs> hope like three people use it. They're like, what is going on? Uh, we've ended our sponsorship deal with Stag Products and now um Yeah, if you were thinking about getting a getting a stag mic stand, just have a word for yourself instead. <laughs> <laughs> just go and find your nearest reflective surface and have a good, hard look at yourself. Uh yeah, oh, my March playlist. Is it big? I saw people were subscribing to it. Did it yeah. followers? Yeah, it is a followers, yeah. Sick. But we update the playlist every every month anyway. So wait, so every month do you rename it to the current month? Yes, I do. So you don't. So we keep the followers? So we keep the followers. Yes. And people keep it in the feeds. Yes. So every month the playlist changes. Yes. Very, very skilled. Thank you. So, well, I'll learn it at Skillshare, Dan. Go Skillshare. to skillshare.com forward slash. It's a great. Pause it, play It's a great podcast. thing. Okay, this week we are talking about Surrounded by Heads and Bodies to put a sample in because I'm just going to do that okay bing, we said bing, we didn't want the feature dance bing, first listen bing, did we we were going to pretend that I'm a real fan <laughs> I don't care I'm just going to say it I don't care that you broke your elbow <laughs> <laughs> do you know what underrated song what I don't care that you broke your elbow <laughs> no this yeah I, I think it's really good I like when it came out, it was like a bit 
like, oh, this is the, this isn't great. But listening back now, I'm like, this is a good song. It's an interesting song to listen to. I mean, it's no, it's no two time, obviously. Uh, but I think it's a good song. I feel like it sounds like a Coldplay song if they had listened to Undo many times. <laughs> bring, Louis, us, bring us down. Louis Walsh. It, I like it. I'm giving it a Louis Walsh. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Listen. Come on, Simon Cowell. Oh, that makes me Sharon Osbourne. No, what? Am I the negative one? Um, yeah, I, I like it. Ooh. You could have you could have shown me this song and said, "Damn, the 1975 have released a song." Um, it's been a it's a secret thing. It's just come out. And like, what do you think of the new 1975 song? And I would have been like, "Oh wow, really?" Yeah, I'd like I I have no recollection of this song whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I I think it's it, it's cool. It sounds like a Jimmy yeah. World song. Like I, I I it's this it's this like sort of emo tension mm. in it. And I do think there's like when you look at the influences that must have come into it, it's it's so that sort of like death cabby Jimmy yeah, Worldy vibes. So. I think it's 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 cool. I I think it's like they've tried to make like an acoustic Midwest emo song, but they listen to loads of Radiohead. Well, they are well credible references that I can't join in on, but cool. If so, <laughs> cool fact if true. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned Jimmy Wall, like the emo stuff. Yeah. Because the... It's that certain key. I don't know what the key is, but... Well, it's the it's the chord progression. Right, okay. So it's going from the, like, let's say the chord, what key is it, to the four chord of the key. Right. But it's a major sevens chord. And is that something that people do? Loads of Midwest emo bands do it. Who are other Midwest emo bands? Jimmy World are like old school emo. Right, I didn't... Where are they from? Jimmy World, yeah, Minnesota. Minnesota, are they somewhere like that? You know, we should get. There's just certain states, isn't there, in America that no yeah. one cares about. Yeah, mate, that's pointless. Yeah, it's it's. Where are Jimmy World from? Come on, beat Josh. Milwaukee, Arizona. Ah, <laughs> oh, I knew that. I don't know why. Let me get some good examples because I don't think I. Of shit states. Long Island. Midwest emo bands. Mm-hmm. American football. Mm. Sunny Day Real Estate. Oh, just credibility all over. They like invented emo, didn't they? These are like people that Jimmy Eat World like. Yeah. The, they're the ones, really. All the other ones are like people that are like really... Uh, really out there. Yeah, really out there. But it's all that kind of... Texas is the reason. What a great band name. But like modern baseball like have loads of Midwest emo elements. Yeah. And modern baseball use this chord progression all the time. Cool. To go from your root chord without the fifth of the chord and then transition to like the major, the fourth chord with a major seventh. I find it really easy to like to write lyrics and melodies to this chord progression. Like I think we've kind of in bands. Like I think like this would have gone really well for us. It just well, it, it lends itself nicely. Listen to a lot of Jimmy Well done. Yeah, definitely. But it's 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 more than that in this one because then they've got the um oh shit, what's it called? Um, it's, it's a B chord it changes from B to B minor and I don't recall any 1975 <laughs> I, I don't recall any 1975 song doing a modal interchange mid song like that before it doesn't sound like a 1975 song Absolutely it doesn't sound not. like any other 1975 song no, no. But, I mean that's really interesting that they've done that and that's the 
the, the change there is to go from B to B minor, which is something that few songs do. Mm. It's so simple as well. Like I don't. It's one of the ones that I don't really understand the origin of. Like I, I, my theory is that. Matty playing with just two chords or three chords and then writing lyrics and melody to it mm. and then like, okay, let's go and make this into a song. So it's um, entirely Matty and Ross. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Matty played the drums. Oh, is he credited that way? Because yeah. usually... Yeah, yeah, so... That's interesting. It is credited as... Um, well, drums, guitar and keyboards are all Matty, but then the double bass is Ross. Right. And nobody else, apart from background vocalist George Daniel. Maybe as well say, like, in brackets, not Adam. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> just to check. Yeah, Hannah's um, been out that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> must have just, something on. He nipped out for an hour. Hey. He came back and they'd written this. <laughs> hey, lads, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it. No, no Han, not today. <laughs> like, he's bullshit. Like, I always give him shit for it. But, like, I want more hand noise, not less. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's not enough it's in the later albums. Um, Oh, shit what was I saying so yeah it, it's it's that little picking pattern on the guitar is so simple mm. like and that's you know it reminds me of songs that we could have written because we were listening to Jimmy World and like that era of music and be like right yeah cool we've written a song and it's it's so simple it's so like to do that to go from like to change from like the major to minor chord in like the chord progression is so effective but bands don't do it enough mm. Um, I Will Follow You Into The Dark by Death Cab does it. Yeah. And that stands out as being like, well, that's a great, the songwriting, that's great anyway, like the way the chords are used. Yeah. But it's so effective and thing, you don't get that anymore. And like, pop music doesn't really do it. No. And obviously this isn't a pop song, but it's very much by a pop group. Mm. So I just think it demonstrates their, how well versed they are in all types of music to know that this songwriting technique would be so effective in a song like this I, I love the and we're just, I'm just fine about all the place but I love the production of it as well because you could make this song and it would be like it could be a nothing song yeah but it's there's so much room in the production what do you mean by room it's just so like wide and like the way that like, there's little bits of like piano and stuff that are like he did like almost if you were listening to it like they're over like in the corner of yeah. the room and you're like whoa what was yeah that? because at one point he sounds like you can hear an actual room like you mm. can hear some someone you can hear like someone stand up and like pick mm. something up it's like a weird kind of like ambience you can hear there's bits of like just clunkiness yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I love it I uh, I what's the uh, what's the woman's name I want to say Valerie but that's An- a different song Andrea isn't it Andrea that's it Angela, Angela. She, went, she went to school with your mum's cousin Topham's yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I noticed today while listening to it, there's an additional Angela I've never heard before. We're only about the three minute fifty mark. Oh. I just never heard it before. And he, so, so it all sounds like so pure because of that. Mm. But and, and also it's like really like reverby and and why. But then it has little bits of our tune vocals and just like thrown in as like, little like bleh, yeah little yeah like, yeah. And then like almost in, like glitches in the. Um, I mean, they never step away from too much that kind of like smart production stuff because you, you, you know like maybe sort of like you know emo bands in back in the day could write a song like this mm. but they were never put in those vocal samples that you no, get in this. that's it yeah 
which is obviously what they these these do with the production. But then, like, the, I think they use it really smartly in this because this other stuff, like Be My Mistake, that's got that bed, and then um, what was it? Inside Your Mind as well has got them kind of like the orchestral stuff. But I think this uses it a bit more because in the kind of outro, there's like those uh, so the, those like vocal samples. They make like interesting harmonies with what the guitar's playing, and it makes it it gives it that slightly different feel towards yeah. the end. Um, that being said, my only qualm, not only well, we have my qualm with this song is I think it's a bit too long. I didn't feel that, you know. I whenever I do listen to it, I do think, yeah, this is really good. But then it gets to about the two and a half minute, and I'm like, I feel like I've heard it now, and it's not. I don't know. Maybe I'm being a bit too kind of like. <laughs> 2021. I want everything now, but. It harps back to the EPs for me as well. It's it could be like um like me revisited mm. with all the context of all the production things yeah. that they've learned since and I think it has undo vibes. I yeah. know on the surface the, the the two don't really go together, but yeah, I hear a lot of undo in parts. Yeah, it's funny how I don't know, back in those EP days they would never have done a song with an acoustic guitar like this. But hundred percent, I get what you mean. Like you could take this song and you could make it entirely with sounds that they would use in the EPs. It would have fit. Yeah. And, yeah, and the melodies are just like that. Do you know what I mean? They're similar, and like the vocals are all like layered and reverbed. They're very wet. Yeah. I was thinking with this. Well, because we talked about like the vocal production before being standing out at times as being. Not just like, I don't know, the fact that we're listening more intently and it's still standing out as being really good. Mm. I feel like like Matty's a great singer because his voice has character, but he's not technically like, it's not Adele. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But <laughs> I think it's the vocal production that... <laughs> and now I'm, no way, now I'm getting so mad because I'm like, ah, I can see the picture of Adele being posted on No Context. <laughs> I, I I just can't hear Adele without thinking of <laughs> the no the computer company. Oh, no. like, it's, a, <laughs> it's, it's no Adele. It's not Adele. I'm like, yeah, it's not Adele. He's a human. Apple, if anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely an Apple user. Team I, Tim Apple. I'm just seeing like Josh, Matt Healy, not Adele. <laughs> <laughs> Or just like a a Dell laptop with a big red circle and a line through it. Not a Dell. There you go. Giving you ideas. It's chaos. Yeah, there you go. Look at the waveforms. No context. 1975. Do us a a meme off that then. Do your work. You can't request a no context. Okay, I'm going to request a uh, meme, please. Just just give it context. Oh, it's weird. Maybe. I don't know. It's getting getting meta. That is hard, yeah. It's like a paradox. It's a dream within a dream. If you... <laughs> um, always... Oh yeah, the vocal production, like... That's what I think raises a lot of these songs. Because it's almost like a feature that you... How old's he? He looks about 15. He might be. The football is still on, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> We're that captivated by it. He looks about 15, but he's like never had his hair cut for the day he was born. <laughs> Can relate. Yeah. <laughs> it's Caroline Gorge. <laughs> oh my god! 
show of Andy Kai. Check out that MCU guy. On- <laughs> oh, God. If they played this live, what would you think? I think there's a few songs it could replace for me. Yeah. Do you I mean- Go, give us some controversial takes then. What, what, what would you... What do I drop for this? Yeah. Oh, an instrumental or something. Yeah. yeah. This, this could, like... Yes. But, this could fill a place of instrumental because it has... This is immediately my favourite acoustic song by the 1975. I prefer Be My Mistake. I love it. It's my vibe. It's, it's like from, you know, this is me at like, this is me listening to Futures by Jimmy World. Like, <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. Um, the thing with this one, it's not a popular song. I think most of the fan base treat this one the way we treat medicine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is well better than medicine. I agree, but why Why do you think this would be the one that people wouldn't necessarily vibe with, fuck with, if you will? Why don't people fuck with it, Matthew Collins? I don't know. I mean, it's a bit of a slow start, isn't it? But You've got a lot of slow start. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. Stop, stop hating on this song, you bunch of buggers. <laughs> <laughs> this is a... If people did a list of all-time 1975 songs, this is probably becoming the what's the uh, if you need to get analytics on it, it'd be a cumulative list. This is probably coming very close to the bottom. You, yeah, I don't know why does it remain quite unknown. I don't know. Is this the pressure? It might only be unknown to you. No, people. I'm, feed, I'm feeding from what Josh is saying. Um, like, it's to me, it's a vibe, but it's not them. Yeah, I think that's it. I think it's it doesn't sound anything like it doesn't sound even like the acoustic ones. And I, I see what you're saying with like the way it sounds like some of the EP stuff. But I think it's, I get it, but I think it's still so different. Yeah, and I don't think it's in just the instrumentation. Yeah, I love it because of my general taste in music. I don't love it because it's the 1975. Do you know what I mean? I get that, and that's why I trail forward for a couple of weeks. But that's why I like I always want to die so much, and <laughs> sex as well because that's a very familiar. Did he need to stop uh, putting things in like the name of the songs in ways to fuck you up? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I always want to die sometimes, and sex. The <laughs> writer song like. I love boys with long hair. And that would be fine. It's just not Josh's preference right now in yeah. 2021. But it, <laughs> that's the thing though, like it's these, you know, sex is almost like, you know, if in the dictionary, now, the first definition for me would be song by the 1975. Yeah. Second, intercourse. Yeah, yeah. How we procreate. Yeah. How Denise and Tim made the 1975. <laughs> Yeah, it's like that thing where you just Google a song title and just expect it to come up. Yeah, sex. Oh, yeah, just, oh, oh, oh. yeah that I need to put more in than just sex. Oh no, what have I done? No. <laughs> what do you mean it's blocked? <laughs> yeah, I don't think people people don't fuck with this song. I don't think they've ever played it live, you know. I'll just, uh, I will just verify that. I can't see any evidence of them playing this song live before. So, I mean, I, I guess that's kind of unsurprising, really, because... I don't think there'd be too much of a clamoring for this song live. Like, you know, I'd like to I'd like to hear it live as well, but the songs that you are saying that <laughs> it looks just like what is that? It looks just like Carl and it's incredible. Doesn't it? 
I'm very obsessed with him. The the songs that you said like it could replace. Yeah. I you didn't know. say any in the end, no an, an instrument or something. Yeah, but, but like, to, if I looked at the but the Okay, know, I hang on that. Let's have a look here. Give me a recent set and I'll tell you what it's going to replace. I can give you the most recent. How about that? Well, most recent set, I'll tell you what's getting cancelled. Right. People, sex, two time, okay. me and you together songs. Okay. It's totally scary. It's not living, men's way. Okay, this is going to be hard. People. Nick up first. <laughs> no, okay. Imagine. Imagine the open with this. I can't rearrange the whole order. No. I'm leaning over to your mic now. <laughs> what it's my computer screen in my own house hello Josh <laughs> uh, guys I like guys I like guys because I mm. lost my head yeah yeah for state of mind no because yeah. dude I can see the vibes from it uh, this is a really good set. <laughs> what, what, what great set. Give yourself a try. You can do one for that. I don't like that. Wow. That is bold. You prefer this to give yourself a try? I know where we discussed how controversial the opinions on give yourself a try are because everyone, everyone here, I think, was a bit shocked about what a big song that was. Did we not discuss that? Or did you... It just wasn't... Yeah, it, it grew on me. But even, even at the time, even I was like... <laughs> This is. I don't love it. Yeah, it was blowing up all over the radio. It was but, on the. It was on the radio. The other yeah. Day. Me and Lewis, we were listening to Radio One. No way. BBC. Yeah. And it came on. I think Scott Mills was the DJ. I've got like my mum going. Oh, you were right about that band, weren't you? And I was like, Mum, I was. Right, I was right two years ago when Chuckle was on Radio One. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Paul just wants to wait till the third album, so she's really sure. <laughs> I couldn't be more in love. No, I love that. I think it's brilliant. There you go. Trail forward for that episode. I'd like to hear, like, I'd love to do, like, I think they're a bit beyond it now. But yeah. You, you know those, um, you know when bands do, like, kind of, like, in-studio sessions or whatever? Mm. They did, they did the one, they like, a Paris acoustic, they did that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they did, um, might I did want to be my mistake, but they're very produced, those. I would love to see, like, a real live in-studio version of this with Ross playing the double bass Matty playing like guitar or whatever and singing them all doing it. I'd love to I'd love to see it nice I would like to see it I feel like this song I mean every song gets better if you've got better sound yeah, quality yeah. but this one I feel has a leap it really does benefit from having good audio quality in your like next year, Ed, uh, the mm. bass particularly because it don't the bass don't jump out at you, but when you listen to it closely, it's brilliant. Do you know what with the like, with the bass though well you, done, can, you can hear you can hear him playing it. Yeah, like it's hundred percent a live bass. It's not like sampled bass. I've established I hate that guy. Did you don't play that song? And he never turned up. Well, yeah. I had to get, <laughs> and sometimes he doesn't exist. I had to get water out of the toilet. Stop not existing when I paid for you to exist. <clears throat> I, you know what? I can't believe that Chromio cancelled the DJ set when I went when I was in Spain. Wow. Not just while I was in Spain, when I went to a festival. Yeah, like you can hear you can hear Rossi playing. You can hear his like fingers sliding up and down. There. Yeah, which like that. I used to be able to do a really good. Cool. Used to be able to do a really good impression of a uh, hmm? guitar. Thinking. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, that was better. Um, you know what I realised well the other day that I've actually seen Connor O'Brien. 
but the man, you know the one from Bright Eyes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and who has done a collaboration album with Phoebe Bridges? Yeah, yeah. seen him live. Have you? Yeah. I think That's it, cool. Yeah, it was when we went to uh, the f- music festival in Bilbao. Manny was like, oh, I want to go and watch this guy. He's a singer from uh, Bright Eyes. Bright Eyes. So I didn't know we'd all be so positive on this song, to be honest. Because it is know. a divisive one, but yeah, I think it's really good. It's 5-0. We all enjoy the song. It's 5-0 at this moment in time. We're hoping San Marino gets a goal. I'm hoping the goalkeeper goes up for a corner and scores. In that case... We do need some theme music for Spotty High, don't we? We do, yeah. Shall I uh, hang on? I'll just see if I can go. Wait. Well, he's charging lots, actually. Um, what what do you call it when non copyrighted music, royalty free music? That's what I'm trying there to say. Best non copyrighted music one hour compilation. What pick a pick a time? Wait, I am looking for... (laughs) Pick a time code on a one-hour video. Oh, nine minutes, 52. Okay, you uh, gave me nine minutes, 52. Can I accept nine minutes, 52? Shall I accept beef? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Spotty High. Spotty High. That actually worked. Oh, oh, oh yeah! It's no, happy hardcore. Drop well, it. Welcome to Spotty High. This it's is so your bed. Uh, okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us with another episode of Spotty High. Is that true? Yeah. I like it. It's a bit Persian. It is. Uh, I, I don't know what else to say of my bed. You got to introduce us, worthy. Uh... All right. Okay. Okay. So uh, today's contestants. Uh, Joshua William from Rochdale and Dad. Danny Sean <laughs> from Rochdale. Hi, Mum. <laughs> Neither of them have surnames. We've made it. <laughs> What's your name and where'd you come from? This week's Spotty High sponsored by the England football team, Surfshark, uh, NordVPN, WordPress, other WordPress. <laughs> other sponsors are available. <laughs> Squarespace, free webs. Make it sponsored by free webs. Yeah. What, what was it? What I used to make them on? Moon fruit. Yeah, I was when Flash was a thing. Alkaline Trio yeah. for the Good Morning album had this unbelievable like Flash website, which was like next level. And everyone's like, "Whoa, what is this?" He must have paid a bomb. And so we were like, "Oh yeah, we all have a Flash website." I made it. Nice. Well, it's... it was a website builder, but oh, yeah, you made that. They don't know that. Should we do it? Yeah. Okay, so in at number one, our first card to be played is. Bad Bunny. <gasps> Do you know who that is? I know all about him because he's in wrestling at the moment. What? So he's a musician that became a wrestler? You know, he's still a musician. He's just doing like a celebrity thing in wrestling. Oh, he's got a match at WrestleMania. He's basically your <laughs> idol. 
<laughs> you see, <laughs> sit down with the careers advisor. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> I want to make music followed by. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Go on. So, Bad Bunny. Yeah. That naughty rabbit. Uh, he's got oh, 47. Oh. Like five million. Okay, I didn't think it was that high, but I knew oh. it was a lot. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He did, did, was nominated a few times at the Grammys, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, people were like, probably. Who's he? He's vastly in like, like, um, Spanish speaking countries. Uh, yeah, that's okay. why we don't really know. That's your, that's a niche, isn't it? Speak, sing then, it, seek it. Have you tried that? <laughs> Singing in Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> Manny's given it a go. That's true. Yeah. Has Bad Bunny got more or less monthly listeners than Maroon 5? I'm going to go less. Wait, no, Maroon 5 have less. Bad Bunny has more listeners than Maroon 5. Thought we were going to immediately have some separation. I agree with Josh. I can't see Maroon 5 doing 47 million listeners. Wait, well, both be wrong. <laughs> oh my God. Really? How many mums are still frapping off to Adam Levine? Uh, well, I can't put it can't put it past them. I mean... They've got some good songs, but come on. What have they got? This looks good. That's what I was trying to sing. This love has and Sugar's got- good. Uh, I'm not an overstruck on sugar, yeah, like sugar, but they've got a song called Memories, I think. And what they've done, they've been right clever because they've taken a classical song, no royalties, used it all the time, and used that melody. Have you heard um, Moves Like Jagger? I have heard That's that. A, what about, um, have you heard Uptown Funk? Yes. <laughs> Have you heard Never Forget by Take That? Of course. Never. <laughs> um, okay, so. So we're both wrong. Yes. Are we having a guess at the theme? Right. Okay. Maroon 5 and Rabbit. Rabbit. <laughs> Chaz and Dave. Rabbit. 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 Um, Rabbit. Oh, you're so good at this. It pisses me off. Like, I start thinking, I just start, my brain goes, you're not going to get it, Chaz, get it before you do. Why are you even trying? Um, but I, I've got. I think I've got a guess. I've, I've got a guess. Artist of one Grammy for Artist of the Year. Well, I'm not sure that might be the case, <laughs> but that's not my theme. Uh, singers that have done acting roles. Again, that's not my theme, but I can't rule it out. That's a good one. Okay, so uh, Maroon Five. 49.5 million. That's so many mums out there. That's insane. Big up to the mums. But have they got more or less listeners than J Balvin? Don't know who that is, so more. I know who that is. Why do I? He featured in a Cardi B song, I think. Oh, I'm either way off. And I've embarrassed myself in front of Gen Z. Uh, he could be massive as well. Because I think he's Bad Bunny's mate, actually. It's all coming together. I'm going to go less, but I'll be... I think it'll be way more than we would think. Okay, so we're in five. Whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah, you've not guessed, have you? Uh, I thought you said less, actually. Maroon 5 will have more than these. These have less than Maroon 5, yeah. Maroon 5, 49.5 million. J Balvin. 54.5 54.5 million. <laughs> we are so out of touch. Yeah, but the, he, I'm pretty, he's Spanish speaking as well. Yeah. So we just don't know. Yeah, you just, you just don't know. Just don't know. Okay, theme Spanish songs. <laughs> uh, theme. 
Jesus. Uh... Theme is Friends of Cardi B. Uh, again, that might <laughs> actually be the case, but I can't say it's my theme. That's, so. yeah, that's like your catchphrase. That's like, it's not, it's good, but it's not right. It's like, maybe a theme, not my theme. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> we've, got our, we've got another catchphrase. Yeah. Sure, yes. um, so, Jay Balvin, 54.2. Ed Sheeran. <laughs> oh, fuck. Right, Ed Sheeran's got more. That's part of Sheeran. It's a lot. 50... Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. Sheeran has got a lot of monthly listeners. I, that may come as a surprise. But I think I remember you saying the weekend was the most. And I think that was 60 something. So is Ed Sheeran in that window between 54 and 60 something? Go again. I am gonna. I'm gonna go. No, you know, because I've not heard Ed Sheeran release anything in a while. Now that might just not be me keeping it up to date, but uh, so I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say fewer. Actually, you might be right because look how many weddings have been cancelled, and that's where the listens were coming from. No one's dancing (laughs) to that that song. Yeah, perfect. You You know the one. People fall in love in. Mysterious way. So I'm saying Ed Sheeran has less. I'm saying Ed Sheeran has more. Ed Sheeran has less than oh, Jay Belvin. Jesus. Uh, not by much. So Jay Belvin, 54.2. Ed Sheeran, 53.7. Wow. Still had number ones in 2021? That could be a theme. It's not my <laughs> theme. It's good, but it's not mine. There we go. I've got no idea what the theme this is. is I've got the, zero. The, the two popular these but just to know the theme. <laughs> Bands that have really high listeners on Spotify. Is that the theme? It's not, no. Oh, okay. I don't think I can give you that. Because they all do. <laughs> artists that release. Oh, he's having two guesses. Ar- artists that release their music through Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That is the theme. <laughs> I imagine. Uh, are you having a guess of the theme there, Josh? Or have you already done I guessed at uh, number ones. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, we're, oh, we're up to Teddy, aren't we? Okay, so Ed Sheeran, 53.73. Dua Lipa. Ooh, I'm going to go more. She's so hot right now. Oh, she's so hot right now, I just don't know if she's hot in other countries. Yeah, she's got to be. Albania. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, so you're saying more than Ed Sheeran? I'm saying more than Ed Sheeran. I'll just keep... Keep it up and go last in a gym. She's got more than a gym. <gasps> well done, Josh. I'm too up. 62.3 million. Wow. So she's second. Maybe if we don't know. My theme is going to be the top 10 most listened to artists on Spotify. The top nine most listened to. It, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to give you that. No! Obviously, you already know that the weekend's number one. So there's no point putting it in there. So it's two to ten. Oh! Well done. Because they're also like close, they've never been as close as that. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. a good way to identify. It. Yeah, it's washed yeah. up. Ah, uh, I'm plus three. Yeah, and I'm not doing them in order, as you might yeah, have guessed. Yeah. 
Because it would be, be yeah. it, it would be really yeah. easy. In hindsight, it's like, yeah, how the hell did he find out about these bands? Like, if he's... Yeah, <laughs> I was just perusing Spotify the other day. Came across J Balvin. Next up versus Dua Lipa's sixty-two point three million. Justin Bieber. Oh, legend. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go less because I reckon that I reckon Dua Lipa's second. Yeah, yeah no, I agree with you. Less. Justin Bieber. Has got sixty six point eight million. Wow, he okay. is second. Oh, he's second. Deserved. Great guy. Okay, next then, Ariana Grande. It's got to be less. Yeah, I've just said. Bro, mind, I've just said that Justin <laughs> Bieber's second. Has Ariana Grande got more or less? It's got to be less, but I also think that recently there has been a declining quality of her music. I concur. I think she's released some really naff songs recently. Yeah, she needs to get back in the studio with Max Martin. She does. I think she's. It's becoming a little cringe about how her songs are now just like, I'm sorry, I have sex, you know? Yeah. Maybe she'll release a cover of I Just Had Sex by The Lonely Island Mix. That would be good. <laughs> are you in agreement? Yeah. <laughs> Due to the facts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Due to the known facts. <laughs> <laughs> so she's got 58.16. I mean, she's doing all right for herself. She's she? doing all right. Yeah, she's doing all right. Bruno Mars. See, this... This is hard because though Ariana Grande has a lot of great songs, does she have an uptown funk? Uptown funk, you mum. Yeah, but again, weddings have been cancelled. But yeah, but Bruno Mars has some great songs. I don't think people. Ah, well, I shouldn't be trying to convince you. You go with it then, if that's what you think. I think Bruno Mars has more. I think Bruno Mars is less. Let me show my working because I'm a narcissist and I want you to listen to me. Um, Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Bruno, nobody likes Bruno Mars. I like Bruno Mars. No, you like a couple of Bruno Mars songs. You don't like Bruno Mars. Not in the way that people love Ariana Grande. I understand what you mean. Like, so that's what, that's not working for that. Well, I would like to be as unpopular as Bruno Mars (laughs) and his... 50 million monthly listeners. Oh, so he's less. Yeah, he's less, but still, 50 million. He's clawed one back. He's number eight. 50 mil. And then, finally, Drake. He's had a bit of a drop-off recently, though, Drake. Less so because of the weddings. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go more. Drake has more than Bruno Mars. Drake has less. Drake has more. (gasps) 56.9. 56.9. I'm England and you're San Marino today. <laughs> oh, let's have a look at the... And I, I, don't, I, I think I'm running out of themes, you know. I don't know where I'm going to go next, are they? There's loads of things. Get, get guests to tweet them to you. There we go. Guests need to tweet them to send them to you in a way that I can't see them. <laughs> a DM on Twitter? Yeah. Or Instagram? DM Matt on Twitter or Instagram if you've got an idea yeah, for a slide theme. slide into my DMs. That'd be really good, that. Slide. Um, don't email them because I do the emails. <laughs> so only go to Matt. Yeah. Slide into my DMs. Or if you want to email, make sure that the, sub- the subject of the email is Spotty High Theme and I won't look and I'll show Matt. Don't email him because I don't trust him. <laughs> <laughs> right, Spotty High scores 
How many have we got left, actually? Because there's a bit of a comeback here for me. We've got three left after this. You've got one, two, three, four, five. I've got one, two, three, four. Holy shit. We've got three left. Oh, that's interesting. Wow, that is a good... That's... Have you got any records of if I've ever got a theme? I don't think you have ever got a theme. Okay. <laughs> Should we do some lyrics? The juice. And- Andrea, what have you been up to? <laughs> so then we'll do lyrics, and then we'll be doing the interview with Jimmy Herbert. So stick around and listen to that. Okay, shall I read out some... Some context, the 1975 podcast. Go on. My pen this song in dedication to a girl, Angela, who was also a patient in rehab while he was there to recuperate from his heroin addiction. Can I just say we've been saying Andrea and not Angela? You've been saying Andrea, I've been saying Angela. (laughs) (laughs) But when I said said before (laughs) that she went to school with your mum, she should go into our homes. I swear. And we all agreed at that point, I thought. Yeah. I, I thought you corrected me. You said someone said Andrea earlier, and I said Angela. And you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I did say correct it again. myself, but still, I think it. I think it's funnier to imagine it's Andrea McLean who was on Loose Women with his mum. <laughs> Loose Women. Heroin addiction subject matter of the previous track on the album. It's not living. Um, the title of the song is from David Foster Wallace's Infinite Jest. A book Healy was reading while in rehab, which he opens with the sentence, I am seated in an office surrounded by heads and bodies. My told Pitchfork, that was kind of a joke because nobody reads it all the way. Everyone Air Rage has got battered. Everyone Air Rage has got a battered quarter red copy of Infinite Jest. You are his exact age. Dan, do you have a copy? I've got three. Ooh, one for each of us. That's also particularly funny because when we did the interview with Sarah, she uh, from Name Three Song, she said that Matty was the sort of guy that would read Infinite Jest to you on a date. And lo and behold... <laughs> I've never I, even heard of it. As I live in Bermuda. <laughs> the Simpsons it. is more argued. Yeah, do yeah. Simpsons references. <laughs> that is our brow. <laughs> the lyrics are not... I mean, there's not much, really. But I don't think this is a... This isn't a lyric song, is it? Uh, I think it is, you know. Yeah, I feel like the lyrics really, not stand out, but they are, I would elevate the local content over the musical content. I love a post-traumatic mess. Yeah, that's really good. I think just going on verse one, Angela, she wears it like a dress, a post-traumatic mess. I really like that the kind of, that's the first line, she wears it like a dress, could be anything and then the context is the post-traumatic mess that comes after it. I really like that. That's yeah. yeah, I like that. Cause she's, does it mean she's owning it? She's making a statement with it? Yeah. That sort of thing. It's good. It's good. But I think verse two is better. It hurts to be awake. That, I feel like that is a real contrast to post-traumatic mess is funny. Maybe I'm a bit sick, but I think that's funny. Because it's just wordplay that you're like, oh, that's funny. Are you with me? <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean because, like, saying you're a bit of a mess is a bit. That's not super serious, is it? No. Like, if if someone's in like a really bad way, you wouldn't say, "God, you're a mess," would you? No. If someone was like a bit too pissed, you'd say, "God, you're a mess." Yeah, like Pete Doherty, mess. Yeah, he's a bit of a mess, isn't he? 
Yeah. But have, you, like, have, you seen, have you seen him now, these days? No. Oh, he's fat now. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's all that drugs he stopped doing. <laughs> yeah, guess. yeah, because he was never, he, was, he never looked like a heroin addict. He was skinny look. fat, wasn't he? Yeah, that, yeah, whereas now he's just fat. That had happened to me. Just give it up, you'll probably get addicted to exercise. I got addicted to Mackey's! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I think in contrast to what I think is funny wordplay, it hurts to be awake, really brings it back down to it. Oh, oh this is serious. Mm. Yeah, and the things they make us take as well could be what's um, the morphine. Methadone? Morph- yeah. Methadone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The M1. Yeah, yeah. Looks like, looks like washing up liquid, I'm told. But that's like, yeah, that, I mean... I don't know, it says a lot of that. I mean, the whole kind of like... life in rehab as well. You know, the things they make her take, the way they make her process the uh, the mm. addiction and stuff. And also, I think it's interesting as well, it's another song about drug use that Matty is writing from somebody else's point of view. Yeah. Because obviously it's not living, it's about Danny. Yeah. And this is about Angela. Like, I think, and I think he's right when it comes to sometimes writing stuff entirely from your point of view in this kind of, what, this kind of subject matter. I think these songs are... I think that subject matter is better dealt with in these songs, writing about it from a third-person point of view. Mm. I don't think I realised how few lyrics there were until... I didn't. Yeah, I, didn't. Yeah, I, feel, I think, you know, perhaps because the song goes on for 12 minutes, whatever it is, but... <laughs> See, it's a little too long. It is long, but, yeah, I feel like every line in this is poignant. And I think possibly the brevity of it makes yeah. you then focus more... On each line. I think as well with it, and I think it was be my mistake, I felt this, that there, I thought there was more lyrics. I think it's just clever the way they used them. Yeah. As well. Because this isn't... This is, you know, verse one, two, three. And there's no, like... There is subtle changes, I think, between the verses as well, and in, like, there's different... The structure isn't as linear as other songs are. So I think it kind of the what the the creative way that they have structured the song I think helps in because of the way the song if you're listening to two time you know you know it's gonna be you get your verse and you know what's coming and then you yeah. get your verse again and you know it's gonna be another chorus I think with this you don't necessarily know you don't when you listen to it you don't know where the song is going you don't know if there's gonna be a you don't know what's next obviously apart from if you've heard it loads of times but do you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this isn't a song you listen to and think this is just going to be a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. What's going on here? You're unpredictable. <laughs> right. It's not linear? Is that what you're saying? You don't like... Well, it kind of is linear, but I think it's just a... It doesn't... The song's a bit all over the place. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't play to structure, does it? That no. standard sort of structure. But it's not like... It's different though from something like menswear, because menswear is just like verse, verse, verse. There's, there's so many lyrics. Yeah. Whereas this is kind of you don't really know. Like, I I don't I don't feel like there is the same space in between each verse in this. But go back to your uh, back to the EPs and look at the mm. lyrics there. Yeah. And they'll look a lot like that. I think there's not 
that much to them in a lot of them. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, but a lot comes out of it, and it's it's a little it's a little revisit. I enjoy it. It's, it like close it closes the loop on the EPs a little bit, but it's not referenced, and it should it should be spoken about. Like it should be a thing. What when people talk about this song? Yeah, it's like. We did the EPs and then we grew up and we we did this. This is like the effect of our. Oh, we do. I'm doing final thoughts. Well, <laughs> I mean, we've got. A, we'll do. Well, do verse three and then elaborate okay, okay, on. Okay, okay. Do your final thoughts. So verse three. Oh, we don't speak. She stayed an extra week. Oh, I see her in my sleep. Angela. Oh, Angela. I don't. Know, I think that. Oh, we don't speak. I think that's kind of. If this is a song that's so. Uh, if this is a song that's told from somebody else's point of view, I think that line kind of, you know, adds the context that he might not even know this person. He might yeah. just be observing her experience in rehab. I think that's what it is. I think he's never spoke to her. He's just he just knows she's called Angela and, and watches her from the other side of the uh, room. Creepy. <laughs> like I think that's another really interesting way that it gives the context of the you know. Matty's relationship with the person who the song's written about. Like in um, It's Not Living, I think Danny is a, you know, entirely fictional person. Where I think adding that line in this song makes it feel like Angela is someone who does exist and Matty has, well, observed her and not interacted with her. Maybe he has. Maybe they're both in the queue at dinner time. Yeah. Hi, Angela. How's your music going, Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> there are. You just experience it, don't you, in life, where people just seem to just always be there. You don't know them, but you're just like... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I know I'm not explaining it well, but... No, I know exactly what you mean. Because at one point in my life, there was this guy, and I used to see him nearly every day. Yeah. Like, walking down the road... I'd be in the shop. And yeah. New to Australia. I'll have a job. Um, so maybe Angela is just like that person that he just always make eye contact with. Yeah. He just, I don't know how he'd know her name. I suppose you'd just pick up these things, wouldn't you? You'd a group. Group at Rehab, wouldn't you? No, oh, yeah, yeah. My name's Angela. And I'm addicted to these women. She'd be at NA. Yeah. Narcotics Anonymous. But yeah, like, I think these are... There really is not a lot of lyrics here. It's almost like this. It's like six lines, five lines, really. But a good tune. There we go. I'm into it. You gotta admit, it's a really catchy tune. Dan's given some room there with his uh, (laughs) casual attitude to be close to the microphone. We were talking earlier about the the width and you know how spacious the song feels. So I thought I'd give. Our podcast some character like that. Wait, you better do that close to the mic. By standing a little bit further away. Let's do some final thoughts. God, you've started final thoughts, so you may as well finish them. Yeah, it's 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 a cool song that you wouldn't expect from 1975. Um it harps back to the EPs, and that's cool. And it, but it's like the EPs, but with so much more nuance and uh, sophistication. Mm. Uh, 
Yeah, you know, the the lyrics for me aren't an important part of it. It's more more about melody. This song, it's like it just fits together beautifully. I think that when I was listening to this, I kind of it kind of cemented what I think is that for me, lyrics don't. I kind of low on the list of things that I think I look for in terms of a song I really like. Mm. And obviously, if the lyrics are up there, mm. then it's you know great. But I think it's really interesting that it sounds like this. I think the the chord progression and the sort of sounds they've used are really interesting. The production's so good, but it's different. Like it's so, just shows the range where they can produce something like two time, and then they can produce something like this. Mm. Like what other artists are doing something so diverse in one one album? And yeah, I wish we'd have got something. I wish they would have maybe combined the song that sounded like this, and I don't know. Always want to die, maybe something that kind of like, you know, alt rock, Midwest emo kind of inspired stuff. I like it. I think it's overlooked, and I don't think it should be. Justice for surrounded by heads and bodies. There we go. What more can be said? It's good. Um, <laughs> and I I stand by. It's definitely got some undo vibes to it, which I suppose just hark back to the. Um, was referencing it being like EP era, mm. but yeah, and I like the brevity of the lyrics. I feel like the because the lyrics are so brief, it makes you think more about those choices of words. Mm, yeah. you know what I mean, if it was double the length, you might not consider them as much. Yeah, I'm with that. Most underrated 1975 song ever on this album. Can't really comment an album for, but <laughs> but yeah, ever ever it's sick. I it's th- completely underpublicized and unknown. And there are some strong contenders for that album for yeah. But I think that is a quite accurate what you're saying. I think so, definitely. It's, it, this has become a bit of a I don't want to say a bit of a joke, but it has become a bit of a thing. Like this is an F one, but it's just not. It's, yeah, not it's just good. People are, I think at this point, you're almost looking for the F1 that's like, where's the she lays down? Like, oh, that's that, is it? And you, it's not. This is sick. Yeah, I, I, I agree, man. I think, yeah. I mean, you can't get much lower than she lays down. <laughs> but I think she lays down is good. It's good for what it is. Justice. But I don't want to listen to her. Justice for justice. But I do want to listen to this. Father's for justice over there. About yeah. to go with that, <laughs> anyway, now. The moment we've all been waiting for. Dude. It's been in the pipeline for ages. Yes. It's happening. It has, yeah. This interview. It sure is. So now we are about to drop in our interview with Jimmy Herbert, which we haven't recorded as of the moment of this. How many for the podcast do it this way? I bet most do the interview and then do the episode. Probably. But, but we do it this awkward way around. Yeah, but at least we've got, I liked that moment where he said... Well, you're even preempting it before it's even happened in the episode. Exactly. So we're going to drop into the interview with Jimmy Herbert now. Right, so Jimmy Herbert, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure. Coming on. Are we pronouncing that right? Because I had a feeling, I had a joke earlier saying, what if it's Herbert? And it's like a really cool French surname. (laughs) <laughs> no it's not a cool French surname funny though um, I recently just signed my first record deal and the label want me you know, somewhat offensively but you know it's alright like Bowie did it but they want me to change my name 
So it might not be Jimmy Herbert for long, but it's not. It's not a cool French name, unfortunately. I, I think it's a cool name as it is. I would we keep that name. <laughs> we, we were like, we could decide if that was already a stage name. Oh wow! I should we tell the label then. Yeah, get a It's cool. Same authentic. Michael Keaton had to do it, didn't he? <laughs> Yeah, loads of them have done it. Loads of them have done it. <laughs> Malcolm X. Oh. Lou Reed. I oh, know. Lou <laughs> Reed. That sounds like a real name. Loads of famous artists have done it. Yeah. I forget yeah. now. Elton John, Cliff Richard. Elton John, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Sting. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, th- thanks for coming on. Um, I mean, we'll talk about the 1975 later, but you know, let's talk about it. Let's talk about your stuff now. So we asked this everyone how did you get started like as a musician in music? Yeah, so and this is such a, re- a rehearsed answer by now. I mean, um, not to say that your question was particularly generic, but you know, like <laughs> when I when I do interviews, this is like a question that I've like rehearsed so many times now. Um, I think I, that's good to reference that. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. they are they are you have told the story before, aren't you? And it's like sometimes it can feel like that. I think that's like when you're doing like proper interviews that the label set you up with. I think that's <laughs> cool. Interview. Makes you like seem down to earth. Going, here's my answer. But I've like yeah. thrown out that. Now I'll let you give it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I suppose so. I mean, um, so I start. So my brother was always very academic, um, and when I was six, I've, I've got great parents, and um, particularly my mum. Like, I would like leave maths class or something like that, and be like, "Oh, I'm stupid." Like Jack, my brother is like very talented. He was really like you get good footballers. My brother was like like genuinely like a very good footballer um and you know stuff like that and you know some mum would take me to karate classes i was only six like art classes football classes and i was just shit everything um or a six-year-old can be at karate and <laughs> and so mum called guitar t- a guitar teacher and asked if they could take me on but they said no because my hands were too small um, but she persisted and and got me into the class and um, all went swimmingly. And the year after, I started playing piano. Um, and yeah, it was very classically based at the beginning, as it often is. Um, and then I went to ACM, uh, so after all of this, I went to the Academy School of Contemporary Music in Guildford, which Matt Healy actually attended. Is, is He doesn't talk about it a lot, you know. But he went to ACM in Guildford. He's on their official alumni list. I think he didn't like oh. it and dropped out pretty quickly. It's funny though, because like Ed Sheeran did the same thing, and like they like sell it like it's really like institutionalized like music society there, you, you know. And they like, they celebrate these artists even though like half of them just like leave to go on <laughs> yeah, tour. People that have quit our school, people that didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, it's basically it's like that is their alumni. Is there a number? Then yeah, Matt. So Matt, he went there, and that's in Guildford, and I think he's from like Chester. So that's a long way from as well. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I did guitar there, and that's when I started like meeting people, collaborating, writing songs, um, producing music, um, and then I started taking on a clientele of people who I produce records for, um, and yeah, all the whilst writing my stuff, and I made my album last year. Um, we're not going to put it out. I don't think just cause it's, still, you know, now I've signed my, my deal. Like it's a little bit left field what I made and like, you know, it's not too conservative at record labels. Like I don't want to slander them cause, it, cause it's brilliant. Like what's happening. But, um, 
and you know like I can ask for a better deal really but like it is a case at the moment I've just signed it's like okay we need a three minute 30 song you know we need some things for radio so so the album's on the side for the moment um yeah that's kind of where I am at the moment and how I got started I suppose that's cool that you're produced for people yeah man it's it's great because you know like if you know like I wait tables part-time at Wagmama and if you do too much of that you know especially as like a without sounding like pretentious like especially as like a really creative person like it can be super soul destroying and you need inspiration to write about as well so if i can like pay some bills by producing records like it's so um it really helps because it basically means i don't have to do non-musical stuff all of the time yeah you know? so uh, when you were at, like sort of the music school how did you find that then because you said that those other artists they drop out how did you find that as a creative person in a kind of more academic music for me it was particularly the first year it was the best year of my life um mm. because i i was very unhappy at school. I, see the first you know it ties in nicely that the first 1975 record came out when i was 13 and you know like that was the black jeans like black ripped jeans stuff you know and so i would be going to the parties like my black ripped jeans and long hair and like i'd get like egg to parties and it just wasn't nice you know like i had a bad time at school and i feel like it was very informed my personality was very informed by my culture of course but but at, but at that school it was very squeezed in so you know i was a very anxious person like like i'm do so much creative activity every day now but at school because i was so so um boxed in like my creative outlet must have been so little and if i was doing that now i'd be so depressed so that must have been how i was and so when i went to acm as um bureaucratic as it was like it was still like exceptionally um liberating for me to Mm. finally be with loads of like-minded people doing music every day you know, and suddenly, like, if like if you're wearing ripped jeans, like you're like super generic, let alone yeah, like um yeah. being an outsider. You know, so yeah, it was fantastic for me. And I didn't do a degree. It's if when people do like, and it was funded by the government as well for my diploma. When people like spend nine grand a year to go to the those kind of institutions, that's a mistake, and that's when people get unhappy at those places. I, I think if you're doing it like instead of going to college to do something like photography, uh, sorry, I don't want to, one of you might have done one of the courses I was just going to cite. All three of us, if, all three of us, unless you start like no, quantity no. surveying, then. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know, like, like the people who I was mates with at school, like, like it's, it's college was just an extension of school for them yeah, where yeah. you didn't have to wear uniform, you know, whereas for me it was like this big liberating musical time. So um so yeah I I I loved ACM I would really recommend it for like a college thing yeah, but I didn't do a degree I can tell the passion that you have it's I, mm. I feel I, I feel liberated on your behalf you know what I mean I feel like I went <laughs> it's to free. yeah it feels like a real like life began for you when you went there mm-hmm. yeah that's certainly how I see it maybe this is an advert for ACM and we don't realize maybe. Maybe we finally got <laughs> we'll get our sponsorship yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need ExpressVPN anymore. <laughs> we definitely don't need stack products anymore. <laughs> so um, now, yeah, I mean, congratulations on being signed. That's amazing. Yeah. And Thanks, man. You said that uh, yeah. self-title came out when you were 13, so that makes you 21, 20 years old? Nice, yeah. 21. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah. 
quick math. So, how are you finding then, like, now being a signed artist in terms of being like a completely independent one? Well, to be fair, like, it is a very recent thing. I, I haven't actually announced it yet. Yeah. Oh. Um, because, so, so, so the label, the, the, yeah, it is actually exclusive. Wow. <laughs> um, the, the, the label, basically, is called Trident Records. And Trident Studios was very um, famous establishment in the 60s. So someone called Norman Sheffield um, funded the studio, which it did Hey Jude, Space Oddity. You know, um, I think they signed Queen as well. And that was like massive in the sixties and it kind of caved in in the nineties. Now Norman's son is the CEO of the record label that I'm now signing to, that I've signed to. And, and so he's basically relaunching Trident records. So it's a really recent label, even though it has a rich and dense history. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they've basically released their first wave of signings. I'm on the second wave of signings. So they haven't announced me yet. Um, but yeah, I've signed a licensing deal for um for a song for a single that I'm gonna release in June. Um and it's great, man. Like it you know, like when I'm my own producer, I don't have any rules or limitations to to work towards. You know, it's enviable the position that it's only five in as well, that they run their own label, you know, and they can be really creatively free. But at the same time, these people really know what they're doing and uh, and I completely agree with Matty when he says that his favorite song, favorite music is like, I want to dance with somebody by Whitney Houston and also like perfect day by Luke. Like I like the analogy um, because it, it informs what I'm doing as well. So I don't mind writing pop music with, with the label, you know, as long as like I can, I can make sure that my poetry's uh, meaningfully informed and, and that, I, I love the music that I'm doing and that I'm referencing stuff that I love. You, you know, like, like I like I like pop music anyway. Um, mm. And pop music only means popular anyway. Like, like if you look at 1950s pop music, that's an 80s pop music. It's completely different yeah. thing. It, it just means what's, what's popular. It basically just means intro, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, outro, and under three minutes 30. That's basically what pop music is. <laughs> yeah, so, so it's but, not like yeah. that defines restriction you know yeah. but, but there is a there is a limitation and there are people to appease now as well because they're funding me as well so like there is a contractual responsibility to to um to make art which serves all counterparts of the agreement when artists are signed they don't aren't always producers as well so like mm-hmm. you said before that you produce your own music, you produce for other people. Mm-hmm. So you won't be looking at the yeah. music you're producing now through the label as just your songs. You'll also be looking at it as you, the producer. Sure. Yeah, sure. So I'm saying like, how, yeah. do you, how, do you, how do you feel about like, not only is it the songs that you're writing and creating, also the music that's being produced. How do you feel mm-hmm. about that now that there's going to be other people involved in that process? There are some gray areas to, to, um, to define I think because I always got like even as a musician like as a kid and when I started becoming more informed about like studio work I started getting confused about whether the 1975 produced their own music whether Kendrick Lamar is responsible for the saxophones on To Pimp a Butterfly you know like and and what it means to be titled as a producer compared to say mixing a record yeah. or mastering a record, you, you, you know, cause I used to kind of just 
distill all of those concepts into production. But um, the single I've got coming out in June, I very much produced in this room, you know, like I arranged it. I, you know, so when Matty and George produce records, they're arranged you might know this so sorry if I'm, I'm just explaining it to you but but what they're doing is, is arranging the, the sounds in their spaces in accordance to each other yeah, yeah. then what the mixing engineer does say Mike Crossy who did the I think he did the first three records he might have done the last record as well but um, he then he then pulls the frequencies and basically makes it all sound pleasing to the ear and that's mixing so the label have mixed my single was coming up. They also produced it. They brought in a session singer to do some, like, it's like a 1950s, like, so one of those. So we got like a 1950s session singer and to do some, like, do what palm leaves and stuff, which is kind of producing. Um, but primarily they mixed it. So, so that, I mean, I don't want to relinquish much responsibility for the production of my music, but we have been talking about producing a record together as well next. Um, just to see what kind of possibilities coming out of the writing aspect, you know, and a team of people can be an AI at chess, but one person can't, you know, I think there's something to that. I, 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 you know, the two minds better than one. I don't, I think there's a lot of subjectivity surrounding what's better and what's not, but I would like to be open to, to collaborating more widely. You know, do, even just because I write so much, I don't want to get stuck in a box, you know, so it could just be yeah. helpful progressively, I suppose. You know, like Matty and George have always had each other to, to bounce yeah. ideas off, you know, whereas I've, I've always just me. So, so, so yeah, I think I, I am open, open to it. But as, as of so far, I haven't done it yet with the label. So, yeah, t- tell us about your stuff now, the music they're producing. Um, I mean, it's, I'm mm-hmm. sure it's, you've, we've never really had like an artist like you on the show before whereas i think everyone that we've sort of spoken to has been really the sound's been very current let's say whereas mm-hmm. you definitely incorporate some more i mean i'm sure you've heard all this some more influences from the you know 60s 70s 50s and that mm-hmm. so yeah, t- tell us about like you sort of you know how you feel about your music and influences and things like that yeah well, i actually have like quite a comprehensive theory regarding that and Excellent. you know like, like <laughs> It, it, it ties in so strongly with the 1975 because because like when my parents and your parents I'm sure were younger you know like they had like conservative groups you know they had I kind of see conservatism and liberalism as like a border issue you, you, you know like liberal people don't want borders between black and white between countries between genders you know like they like things mixed you know as conservatives like boxes inside of boxes you know but both both are both are reasonable and it very much depends on your personality but 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 what i think we're seeing in music you know like people don't have their their groups anymore which they identify and, and i think it's because we don't buy records anymore we have all of the music in the world in in our pockets you know so you can listen to mm-hmm. everything and so you get bands like 1975 in the mainstream right now who, who don't, you, you know, like bands are just are constantly being called genre bending bands now, you, you, you know, because the last like massive genre to come out was like hip hop. That was a while ago. You know, like I can't see anyone, anyone doing something as innovative as hip hop again. I don't think a new genre is gonna, I mean, maybe it's just 
made, but I, I, I don't see like a new big only subgenres really happen anymore. Like yeah. grunge, it, it, like, like it's rock. You, you, you know, it's a subgenre. But but so basically, I think that what's going to happen is that there are going to be bands who are pioneering like this eclectic wave where they make all kinds of music, you know, like, like 1975 do, and, and it's very fresh. And, and so with my music, right, I have like 1950s pop sounding songs, I have 1980s pop sounding songs, I have like hip hop songs, I have like, on my album, I had like jazz standard intros, I, I have indie songs, I have psychedelic, like Pink Floydy rock songs, you know, and it's, it's not necessarily intentful, it's, it's more just like I listen to so much different types of music because of the, I was born into iTunes culture and it's like, like it says, we create how we consume. So almost automatically, like that's the output. It's not great from a marketing perspective, but you know, if, if what I think is true, if I think, if what I think is true, then, you know, then it should go hand in hand with the culture at the time. And it's so important that the music is in coordination with the current culture, you know, and I think that's the way the culture is going and that's the way I'm making my music as well. So, um, it's, so yeah, what I'm saying is my music's very eclectic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's all over the place. Loads of different we, shit going on. We were saying like when when Nose got released, we were like we felt that the idea of that album, especially with it being twenty two tracks long, cover is the idea is it was more of a playlist than a classic album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can see that. The how, how did you guys feel about the album? <laughs> we we liked it. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think it sounded. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, it's all right. Well, yeah, it's but like, I mean, uh, I don't like you know, I don't listen to every track on it. And like to be honest, no. like we said at the time that we think that the kind of more or less the idea of it is that so many people were going to listen to it by Spotify things like that. That mm-hmm. people were just going to pick out the favorite ones, add them to playlists, mm-hmm. cue them, whatever. And mm-hmm. Matt, he, Matt, he said himself that he likes to make albums rather than small song or short songs, which catch people's attention individually so if that if that is the case and i think that's quite contradictory to what he intended as an artist which can't be good thing really can it from, from his point of view it definitely seems as though he set out to make an album yeah you know? I, I see what you're saying but Matty does say a lot of things <laughs> <laughs> so it's, yeah it, I, I felt like it was a bit of a scratch pad but we, we discussed it and we're like it was just a load yeah. of ideas that they'd had and they'd like yeah. almost like rounded them up and so the word notes really suited it um, yeah. it'd be interesting to see whether mm. the next album yeah. continues on the same vein or whether it's back into a much more like formal produced mm-hmm. um, you know like a holistic idea of what, yeah. what an album would be and then if it's not, then it, it'll be really weird. It's like, okay, this is what we're doing now. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I find it a little bit, I find it a little bit scary though, because you know, like you take any great band, Radiohead did really well at keeping the quality up, but, yeah. but you know, like 1975 aren't really an old band yet. If you look at, I don't know, mm. like I'm a massive Pink Floyd fan, but if Floyd put out a record tomorrow, I probably wouldn't give a fuck. You, you know, cause, <laughs> cause, it's not tied, cause it's not tied directly to the culture, you know, like, yeah. like and that was kind of my point with the, with the liberalism thing like the, the chili peppers for instance like i'm not a great great a big fan necessarily but if if they put out an album next year it wouldn't be massively well received even like hip-hop like narcissus put out, out an album i'm a massive nice fan but i didn't listen to it and when i ask you what do you think of notes like you like i like it you guys probably like it your fans are 1975 it's a 1975 album but your initial reaction was one of 
Uh, yeah, yeah, it looked like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 you know. So, so I am a bit worried, but perhaps that quality is gonna gonna start dipping from here, and they've had their heyday. But I just think it's like musical tapas. That <laughs> you know what I mean? They've done these individual dishes well, but it might not necessarily be to your taste. Like, for example, I don't like prawns. So if someone brought in some tapas with prawns in it, I'd be like, no, I'm, I'll, I'll yeah. skip that one. But I will, I will really enjoy this next dish that comes out. For, you know. Mm-hmm. It, I know mm-hmm. you're talking about um, quality there, but when we spoke to London, like we're not. Well, I'm certainly not an like authority on the more electronic music, um, if any music at all. But um, <laughs> when we spoke to London Hatred, they were saying that it is it is of a really high standard, so the quality is good right. in theory. It's just the making something different and the cha- the changing, like you say, mm-hmm. <laughs> changing the genres that they're being involved in. Um, uh, and like yeah. for us, we're, I think we'd always be like, well, I'd always be like, um, please use American again. So it's like I'm always <laughs> wanting those like hits, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have no doubt that, that the, especially the standard of production would have been ex- exceptionally high. You know, yeah. and, uh, and they, they don't rush these things. And the other thing I don't doubt is that regardless of our sub- subjective opinion, that during those sessions they must have been extremely ex- inspired and really excited about what they were doing passionately yeah. so i have no doubt that like the objective quality is good and like i, I fucking hate the reviews that, that were given about it you know because there were some appalling reviews and um i i don't i don't i don't, don't give much credence to that you know i think it's a subjective issue and i'm sure like objectively the production was great you know i, I thought it was anyway i think um I think now, I mean, for for me at least, now we're going through we're going through like a brief inquiry track by track. That is just such mm-hmm. a cons- like the, the you know the track list in the way that you know the order the the concise idea of that album I think is so strong. Whereas I think in rela- like if you mm-hmm. compare that directly to Notes, um, I remember seeing a tweet actually like when Notes came out of a guy that used to kind of uh, hang with them back in the day, and he said that they had a CD wallet in the car, and there was like um, UKG songs, there was like mm alternative metal songs in there and they were like this is what notes feels like it feels like that cd war that they would have had in the car uh, and i, I think yeah that's, that, to me that's more what comes across that's interesting yeah i, I think i think the general consensus is that notes was kind of like a a rambling email you, you, you know like like if you have like a massive email you you might say all the shit you want to say but really you should edit it down make it more make it more coherent and straight to the point which the previous album was you know i just think it needed it needed more editing there's needed to bring that track out and why not do a deluxe album the deluxe album on self-titled was so cool man like like i'm sure the community would love another deluxe album they could have really broken down that notes album in, in, in into the key songs because like birthday party is my favorite night it's only five songs by the way I, I love that song and um yeah, and, and people's like there are amazing tracks on there and i think the album would have been way got way better reviews and and be way credit better credited which you, i'm sure they care about and and um then they could have released a, del- a deluxe version w- with the extra mm-hmm. content that, that they wanted i think that would have been a way better strategy personally yeah me if you're listening <laughs> that's a great segue to get into telling us about how you first discovered the 975 you know i think uh, do any of you guys know a band called sophie and the giants no never heard that band no she just wrote i mean she just got signed to um 
to Universal Germany, I think, and she just did a song with some called Purple Disco Machine. You heard of that guy? That's a cool name, but no. <laughs> they just released a song, and like, I mean, it went pretty viral in Italy, but it's got like a hundred million streams. So she's actually doing all right. Anyway, yeah. um, so we went to school together, and we were gonna like play the Christmas concert together or something at school <laughs> when we were like younger. And um, we were looking for covers to do, and she recommended chocolate to me. And so I, that's that's when I first heard chocolate. Um, what a song. So good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mate. I mean, I don't really listen to it much anymore. I don't know why. You know what? I don't either. I was thinking about this the other day, because I put the city on, and I'm like, yes, this is a banger. But I was thinking, technically, chocolate is a better song. Like, I feel, I feel like it takes more skill to put well you know it mm. definitely takes more skill to make chocolate than mm. the city but i'd rather listen to the city yeah 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 i, f- I find it's it like so... all the small things yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's probably you might be a bit young for that <laughs> <laughs> like, do, do you, you, are you a blink fan at all no not particularly no i know the odd but... track yeah, so you might you probably know all the small things, and that's the thing. Chocolate's just like the overplayed one, the one that your mum might yeah. be like, "Oh, is that that 1975?" Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So, so, so I found chocolate, and um, and then which is pretty typical, I suppose. And then I, I don't think the album was out yet. It may well have been out. I, I, I can't really remember like you know like that romantic period where you really like fall for an artist and like mm. it really just soundtracks um your time um i know it was like a deep affection um you know i saw them at alexandra palace um that was the first time i saw them and that was the first time i ever like independently like with a mate went to a gig and you know maybe there's something to that maybe it's like um being with your first girl you know, maybe it just like strengthens the memory of it going back. Cause you know, like I listen to so much music and I love so many bands. I don't know why I have such a strong affinity for the 1975. So it may well have been like the timing in my youth, you know, and what it coincided with. But what um, was that, that Alexandra Palace gig? I believe it was 2013, maybe 2013. Oh, right. It must've been 2013. So just, just um, the first album basically. Yeah, I think so. It was like Circle Waves supporting. That was it. Yeah. Anyway, it was great, man. It was so cool. And like, he was so cool. And he, he, he just like, you know, like he embodied the spirit of like, of cool. <laughs> you, 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 you know, and, and then you look towards that ideal, you know, if it appeals to you as a person and you... You manipulate your your behaviour to towards it. It's, it's more than just music, you, you know. Like, it, well, for me at least, it was like a real like uh, affinity. You know, I just really wanted to be like Mahili. You know, like I was like a kid. You know, but um, but but, but there's something really strong in that. If it's like informing your personality to, to such a deep uh, and complex level, and you know, I was listening to music all the time. I loved his lyricism. If anything's informed me about it, like if anything's in my music that is strongly informed by 1985 I, f- I think it's his lyricism mm. he, uh, I, I, I think you can hear that in my music i'd like to think so anyway and um and the eclecticism as well is big as well but um yeah Have I you got a favorite song lyrically of paris yeah be my, oh, mis- nice. be my mistake i uh, the 
she makes me hard you make me weak line i think that's like one of my favorite lyrics all time oh, so, yeah. it is mine i think it's such yeah you know how it's like it's hard to have to like make up a band name today because all the band names have been taken i think it's like an extrapolation of that con of that context like it's so hard to make such a compact meaningful lyric like that mm. which mm. like how has no one said no, no one delivered something like that and po- maybe they have in, in, in popular music you, you, you know so um so, so i just thought i think that's such a brilliant lyric i love that i like the lyrics in paris a lot um i like the lyrics in the do you wanna go and get fucked up? Listen, I got myself a mistress. I can't yeah. be. Yeah. I really like that. I think it's more like I'm a big hip hop fan. I think it's like more the flow of the vocal there. Yeah, but, the delivery um, on it is really good. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. So that's one of my favorite lyrics. I remember a massive wait between the first two albums. Um, you know, like I was so excited about that. I've probably never been so excited for an album. Um, it's my favorite album. The second one, I would say. Um, and you know that that only deepens the context of my admiration for them. Um, and yeah, why, why you know, and one? so forth. I remember being like initially displeased by "Love Me," you know, like oh wow, that's a bit too far out, you know. Like as as a kid, though, you know, like so so, so the fact that it must have definitely grown on me. Um, firstly, let me look at the track list quickly and I'll just do, I'll just <laughs> run down it quickly. I feel about Love Me. Like, well, when I first heard it, I was like, wow, this is, this is jarring. This is, what is Well, it? it was such, uh, like now it, it looks contextually appropriate, but like at the time, after all of that dark stuff, it was like, whoa, what the hell, guys? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was risky. You know? That's what's cool about them. Ah, uh, it's really cool. Um, I like all of the syncopated drums. That's a cool second track. Change of Heart, I love. I love, like, the West Coast whiny synths. I love, I really like that. I like the lyrics in that as well. That was one of my favourite tracks when it came out. Um, They're my favourite instrumental tracks across the albums as well. Like, Please Be Naked, Lost My Heads. I've never really got into somebody else that much, strangely. I love She's American. Um, mm. I always suspected it to be a bit bigger song. From that. It was never a single, was it? It was kind of one weird. of those like, post-album ones to just sort of put out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was the supposed to be a video, weren't there, for She's yeah. American? She and that was, so it would have been a single, but they'd, uh, they messed up. <laughs> it's something that happened politically that meant they couldn't release it. I think Dead girls show. dancing with guns in the video. It was to do with the shooting that happened in America. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. How annoying. Americans ruining it again. <laughs> yeah. I, I like I like the setup of having the two acoustic songs at the bottom. I really like that in the track listing. Um, Paris, Paris was like a massive one for me, though. I just really like. Um, I'm writing a song at the moment just before you called me, which, which I'm, I'm using the same chord progression at a similar tempo. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, I, I really just love the mood of that song. I think it's really real. You know, like as an artist, you can write songs sometimes. And, you know, if you're not genuinely, so you can catch yourself writing things that rhyme sometimes, you know, and uh, I've just started to notice when I think an artist is being really truthful in their lyricism and um, and when they're not. And I think in Paris, it's, it's, just, um, it's just a really honest delivery. 
and it just makes it so much more compelling for me as a listener I think how do you feel then about kind of because the first and the second albums I think are, are closer than to each other than the third and the fourth so how do you feel about seeing that progression like you say you like the the music being so eclectic and I think that's mm-hmm. amplified more in the latter albums I don't know if like I mean you guys run a 1975 podcast so, so you're 1975 fans you know like like I am a 1975 fan I hope that's quite obvious but um you know I did go through a dip you know cause, so it must have been so when did Brief Inquiry come out that's 2018 18, so yeah, you know like I'd, I'd been you know like with any music I listen to um or with anything I do in life you know if I do it too much then um I get bored and gravitate towards other stuff and 1975 had been my longest affair with a band or musician I think so you know I was of course really excited for the third album to come out reading all of the articles watching all of the interviews but um but it wasn't, you know, I wasn't like gassed about it. I, I think, I think one of the proclivities Night Seventy Five have, which disappoints me, is releasing too many singles. Um, and then when the album comes out, that there isn't too much substance. You know, I really like to give yourself a try. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think you hit it down the head there. You, you think so? Especially yeah, yeah. the latest one. Yeah, because yeah, you like nailed the strategy on album one when there was so much more substance like to give but yeah now it's mm-hmm. like with like the deluxe said, as well yeah but yeah I, I agree with you there that they're following the same strategy but then yeah you've definitely heard all the singles whereas there was probably you know if yeah. Pressure's on a later album it's probably getting released as a single if Paris is on a later album it's probably getting released as a single yeah you reckon wow definitely she's American but yeah. Yeah. but um but yeah like and and so you know like i want to be excited for the album because that's like the listening experience but by the time that third album came around uh, you you know like i wasn't uh, the songs but because it's their poppy it's the most successful album so it's therefore their poppiest album so i feel like its strengths mainly lie in its singles which i'd experienced mostly i mean be my mistake i i loved and sorry i'm only looking at the track list here um Sincerity is scary. I love love it. If we made it, I love two time. I was never too keen on. I wanted to be keen on it straight away because I liked what they were doing, but um, it never it never quite quite got me. Um, not living if it's not yeah. When I look at the track list, it's like oh man, like, this is the best night in five album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you know, but um, but yeah, you know, it probably coincided with me just being a bit more of a mature less like overtly emotional person as well and, and maybe like it just affected me less because i wasn't a teenager anymore mm. um oh i was a teenager i was 18 but um yeah yeah maybe it's something like that because because you know i was more excited for notes i think than i was for brief inquiry and i think i actually listened to notes a lot more as well than i did brief inquiry because i mainly had the singles going on on a brief inquiry, but it's a fantastic album. And, you know, if we're talking about artists trajectories and where it starts to dip, they certainly didn't dip. You you know, it was, it was a very strong record. They've almost taken a a sidestep in a respect. And I feel like the way that the direction has gone is the quality is probably stayed the same, if not improved, but they just, because they're exploring so many different things. It's difficult to, keep a track 
and really judge it if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Maybe I've just said something that's blatantly obvious there, but it, it just pops into my head. <laughs> Do you guys know anything about the solo album he was meant to be working on? Because he posted about that once, didn't he? Do you remember that? Yeah, I think he. I, <laughs> I think he's got he posted like a cover art. I think that's his. Maybe. Because he's producing loads of stuff for Dirty Hit Artists. He's collaborated yeah. with Charlie XCX recently. Like he's done some writing sessions with her as well as that song mm-hmm. they put out. They're doing Drive Like. What do you think do. of that? We liked it. Yeah, it was a good. Yeah, it's been in. Yeah. Yeah, that feels alright. It feels a bit cluttered. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see that. I mean, I don't think it's. You know, it's not it's not quite boys by Charlie XCX level, but I think it's good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love No Rome. Like, it's totally like my vibes. I was like, hoping it'd be like a more chill sound like that that they'd play with. Yeah. Just wanted them to like, like make Narcissist again and put Charlie XCX <laughs> on it, basically. <laughs> who, who, who are your favourite artists? Like, like, each of you, like, who's your favourite artist from Dirty Hit who was in 1975? I think it's probably Wolf Alice for me. Really? See, they're probably the least affiliated, aren't they? Yeah. With, with the label and with yeah. It's strange. I, I love No Rome. It's the easy one for me. Yeah. I would I would say Pale Waves, not just because then we've also something different. But, <laughs> um, I would say Pale Waves. However, I do feel like I should say that I don't necessarily think that the Dirt Hit roster is amazingly strong. If really? You know what I mean. Uh, yeah, I don't. There's no other artist that don't hit that I love. I like. I like a lot of them. I like Wolf Alice. I like No Rome. I I I think that they're signing the wrong artists. Myself, I think that you know I would love to be on the Dirty Hit roster. <laughs> so I spent a lot of time like, <laughs> messaging and emailing me instead. <laughs> uh, uh, and and of course, you know, like I don't want to like out anyone, especially as you know a lot of them are relatively small artists still. Um, so I wouldn't want to out any of them. But you know. I feel like they're they're trying to appeal rather than. I think I just made who I'm talking about quite obvious, right? But I feel like they're trying to appeal rather than. The, like, like, like the 1975 was such a homegrown thing, you know. Uh, yeah. Like it was so honest, and. You know, uh, the, yeah, yeah. I want I change yeah. my answer to Rina Sawayama. I forgot about her. Yeah, she's cool, man. That, her At the Japanese house. She, they, they really dropped off with the Japanese house recently, didn't they? I mean, they did. She did an album originally. There's certainly no one on the roster who's even challenged the 1975's um, talent. Uh, 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 and and no. by but by the point they're at with the funding that they've got, I think that they could have done a lot better. Yeah, I said that about Pearways when they came out. I was like, without do these guys get signed if the 1975 aren't sort of a blueprint that they can follow and I was like nah mm-hmm. no way even though they, I think they're alright it's just the I think the 1975 really like paved away for a lot of the artists and mm-hmm. yeah, you know, yeah. letting Jamie take some chances that he might not have been able to mm-hmm. yeah it's every artist stands on the shoulders of another artist in respect don't they no one is completely unique but I think with Pale Waves the 1975 it is you know come C Command V. <laughs> Command there. Max through cool. and through. <laughs> yeah, Maybe it's kind of like Matty's giving them that. The association with Matty's kind of giving them the bump they need at the start. And then they think after that, yeah. it's like, right, now you've got that. Yeah, you're on yeah. your own. Like, But 
yeah maybe it's not really I think it, it has happened with Pale Ways because their album hasn't been too associated I don't think with Matty but it seems to have done really well but has it comparatively to self-titled because that, that, that's how I hold up the dirty hit artists like did your first album do as good as 1975s and none of them do oh right no you know? and, and well, they, they're going to have way more funding than 1975 did on yeah. theirs so, so they, in- they should have had one so far they were getting, you know, the, the Radio 1 hottest record in the world is relatively... I see, I see what you're saying. I don't know if the... Um, what's the impact that's ha- that's had on fans, you know, people in the music industry. I don't think it's mm-hmm. come close to anything the 1975 have done. But I think commercially mm-hmm. they have had kind of like sustained uh, success to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. I don't think any other... I think... He, you know, I know as much as you like him, Dan, but I think if you take away Matty, away from No Rome, I don't think there's much... There's, I mean, I know his music will still be good, but I don't think there'll be much going on there. Yeah. Really. Oh, well, you think Matt's, Matt's contributed too much to his... Oh, like, Matt's contributed a lot to the production and stuff. Oh, the Matt. necessarily just mean production. I just mean, like, the association. Because I think if he puts Narcissist out and Matt Healy singing the chorus, yeah, put the same song out and he's singing the chorus, the the commercial performance of that song is massively and I think once you take away Matty from these artists there is like a dip in terms of the notoriety let's say amongst fans mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love No I think No Rome stands out as somebody who would be alright on his own compared to the others like certainly you know hanging around with Matty Ely and having a music video is going to make it way bigger but I'd, mm-hmm. I I think No Rome's a vibe I did seem to anyway. they- they seem to drop off from their Rome a little bit as well, I thought. Yeah. Like, he was like living with them, wasn't he? he and, um, and they were always on about him, but then they kind of stopped, you know, and they seem to do that about us a lot. No, I can imagine exactly why. But, um, I'd be interested to see who the support act is for the next tour mm. because it has been Japanese House, Pale Waves, No Rome. I'll be, you know, like, who, whoever that next one is. Beaver Doobie. Beaver Doobie did the O2, Oh, right, she's the last one. Both Alice have also supported. Really? Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah they're Charlie XCX was billed as support on something. Was that the Finsbury thing? Mm, oh, that went to Val. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. I mean, she'd, she'd be too, she's too big of an artist to do it on, like, a tour, isn't she? But that'd be great, mm. actually. That'd be a great support. <laughs> Um, speaking of gigs and that what are your plans to do kind of like live and live tours and stuff yeah I, I mean the, I have my band who are brilliant and, and we're eager to play you know we were just about to start um, we had shows booked just before COVID happened you know the first wave of it which was pretty annoying um, yeah. but you know like the label very very much you know like we don't want to book you a show in Newcastle when no one knows you're in Newcastle and then you go and play a show to not only Newcastle, but they would much rather like, let's push the songs to UK radio, push, 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 get yeah. it around the country. And then, you know, like part three of the plan, like there's going to be a, there's going to be a reason to go to, go to that show. You, 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 yeah. you know, so like I have the band and, and you know, like it's really fun and, and, and we love playing live, but um, especially with the COVID situation at the moment, like it is, it is a latter stage of the plan. I will like do local shows and stuff in like Guildford or cause I'm, I'm from like London area um, and probably do a show or two in London just to, you know, f- for the sake of the event. 
but touring and stuff will, will come after hopefully the success with the records so yeah nice you, you uh, booking shows in Manchester make sure you tell the label to book Deaf Institute yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I always thought that Jimmy's was the one Jimmy's is closed is it really yeah, yeah. that would have been because well, of COVID actually, yeah. that is that's no, Pete, I think it was just before it. it that always wanted closed, to play that one, but the owners moved to um, a new place, which is just a little bit further out from the centre. Yeah, I always wanted to play at that place. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thank it's you a, for having me again. Great interview. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's been, um, I feel like it's been really good to have like a completely different, not a completely different opinion, but. An opinion that's as strong as ours. <laughs> you get what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. I really, I really enjoy speaking to you. I'm very glad that I um that I did a good job then. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. You'll have to come on another episode in the uh, in the future. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah. Sounds wonderful. Um, would, uh, cool. We do kind of like we're doing these monthly playlists on Spotify, but uh, uh-huh. by the shame. time the next one comes out, I don't think you'll have anything on there. No, but but I will let you know when um when that time yeah, comes. Definitely, yeah, well, we'll, we'll see good. on the socials anyway. But yeah, let yeah, let right. listeners know where they can find your stuff at the moment. Of course, yeah. So it's just Jimmy Herbert at the moment. My label have a app called Tracked, T R A C K D, where um you can put your portfolio on and you can like collaborate with other artists. There's a DAW bought built into the app. Um, and it's pretty cool. And so my my portfolio at the moment or part part of my discography at the moment is on is on track so you can listen to me there um where my single is at the moment um the demo of my single and yeah that's in the link of my bio and i'm jimmy herbert at the moment j-i-m-i but that is also unfortunately subject to change um <laughs> right yeah jimmy th- thanks for coming on the show nice one lads um, yeah, yeah and we will we'll we'll see you well we'll speak to you next time you come on Yes, until next time. Cheers. Take care, guys. Thank you so much again. Bye-bye. Thanks, bye-bye. Great interview. Great interview. Thanks, Jim. Really good. Yeah, nice guy. Uh, Very talented guitarist. Yeah, really good. Great episode. Shockingly great great episode. episode. Yeah, great episode. I love the kind of like self-affirmation bits we do when we realise it's been really good. Oh, I thought you cut those out. No, no, okay. so I'll leave them in sometimes. <laughs> yeah. If I agree with them, I'll leave them in. Oh, this was a good episode. Yeah, especially when it's shocking. When it's shocking, what do you mean? Not but like, it was a good episode. Yeah, like when it's a surprise a surprise hit. Ah, right, I see what you mean. Um, we'll be back next week, won't we? With what? Mine. Another good tune. Another good tune. So you can find the show at the 975 pod. On Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We'll do some things on TikTok soon. We were sad, but fuck yeah. it. We're going to do something with TikTok with the goalkeeper from San Marino. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, I was like, I say it on Twitter, but I don't think I say it on here. I don't know if it matters. But if you, if you haven't, if you don't pay for a podcast streaming service or you're going to cancel it or whatever and you still want to listen to the show, all the episodes are up on our website, which is provided by Simplecast who provide who we distribute the podcast through so if you go on any of our social media and look at the links on there you'll see a link to our website and you can listen for free and if someone you know wants to listen they can listen to every episode on there for free there we go there we go my train instagram has been has been it still is and it will be josh willing without the vowels 
My Twitter and Instagram is Junior, but it is not spelt the traditional manner. No, it ain't. No, it mm-hmm. ain't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's spelt J-E-W-K-N-W-E-O-R. And if... That's right. You are a member of NATO. I am. Then you may be more familiar with a spelling like this. Oh, yeah. Juliet Echo Whiskey Kilo oh, yes. November That's Echo right. Echo Oscar Romeo. That makes a lot of sense to me. A member <laughs> of NATO. That's it. So if you're listening in Iceland or you are the Icelandic <laughs> government, there you go. And uh, speaking of, if you have a theme idea for Spotty High, DM it, message it, Matt. Yeah, slide into my DMs. Because that would be really good. We would like that a lot. And, we, and it would be nice to have people slide into my DMs. It will, other than me. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're not having Reddit of the Week this week. Well, because it's so hard to top last week's. You love TV. I love it. I love it. Because I've always, like... Has it been a thing in your mind forever? I like it when you discover something just deep in the background that's been niggling at you. Yeah. Go on, what have you got for us this week? Can't imagine. Washerhelp.co.uk. <laughs> it's a great forum full of plumbers and electricians. This has been your life. And people it? with issues with their washers. And um, basically, you go on there and people help you. Oh. The most successful thread on Washerhelp is to do with the washer that I own. Really? And that's, why, that's, that's where smart. this has come from. That's smart. That's like buying... Um... That's how I buy my phones. They're the most supported by nerds. Yeah. Well, buy, it's like buying um, a Toyota Corolla in like the 90s or whatever because it was yeah. the most sold car. And it's so, so many parts. You're most likely to get parts yeah. that you need, yeah. Uh, great, yeah. Great show. Great song. Great interview. Good times. Right, we'll be back next week with mine. We've got another interview on next week's show. We've got our interview the week after that. And the week after that is I Always Want to Die. And then the week after that is the ranking. And then we're just going to do a load of bonus episodes for a while because that sounds like a lot of fun. Bonus new episodes. So we will see you next week. Say the line, Dan. Yes. <laughs>